This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. Okay, so welcome back for another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. Again, this is a podcast for the unoffended but constantly irritated individuals. And remember, it is not our fault that everything is annoying as fuck. Um, as always, I am your host, Sydney. Um, you guys, we're back for another episode. I'm doing what I can to keep bringing in guests. I know it's summertime, so schedules have been hectic, but I am super duper excited for this week's guest. Um, and again, y'all give me a round of applause because I'm doing what I can to keep coming back with phenomenal guests. Um, I am joined by Leslie Hughes, creator of the Natural Beauty Festival, created under her nonprofit organization, Frizzy by Nature, with the mission to encourage self-love and confidence amongst women. Leslie, do you want to give a quick introduction? Sure. Yeah, I'm Leslie. You pretty much did summed it all, but I'm in, you know, St. Louis, Missouri, repping the Lou. Um, so yeah, started my nonprofit in 2017. Um, really as a way, um, really for myself <laughs> to uplift and inspire myself, and kind of um, needed some purpose in my life, and found something in the in the same in the grand scheme of everything. I found out something that I was passionate about, and then it turned into me having a wonderful opportunity to bring other women along. Um, for that extra inspiration and self-love and care and encouragement that we all need so yes and again I'm super excited to have Leslie here with me today for our conversation we'll dive further into her inspiration behind the nonprofit, her own hair journey and how we as black women can be confident in our appearance and you know what comes along with that but jumping right into it we'll start off with the first segment which is fed up or up so for all of my new listeners um i have this portion dedicated to my audience get to knowing my guests better and i feel like what better way of getting to know somebody than like what gets under their skin so leslie can you tell me what had you fed up or fucked up this past week <laughs> wow shoot um i think it's like Oh, that's a good question. We <laughs> last had me fed up. Um, I think that just wasting my time. Mm. I think I have been like busier than I've ever been in my life, you know. And um, I think to just kind of with being pulled in a lot of different directions, and when I have meetings and you know, somebody shows interest or like, just let's get to the point, like what's, <laughs> what you want to do, you know? And um, so I think it's just like wasting our time. I think time is very valuable, which is something that I'm starting to learn now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I don't want to say like what you bring to the table, like what do you bring to the table, you know, table, like I'm off, let's support each other, but am I getting support out of this as well too? I think I'm saying that more so in the event space, um, things come up where like people want to 
work together or like partner or collab or like things like that. And I am all for it. I love that. Um, but it's also got to be coming like an equal amount from both ends. So I'm like, don't waste my time. Let's, I don't want to um, jump on a whole bunch of meetings just to beat around the bush. Mm-hmm. Get straight to the point and do something. And no, that makes complete sense. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Time is essentially money. The more time you put into something, you want to make sure it comes to fruition. You don't want to just be sitting around or even when you're discussing like deliverables with yeah. potential partners and they have a meeting a week later and there hasn't been any progress. It's like, okay, y'all, what we doing? I understand we all have lives, but let's prioritize. It's a lot. Exactly. It's a lot. <laughs> so yes, I commend you because too, even working, I feel like in the event production space there are so many things that happen behind the scenes like it's overwhelming yeah it's more behind the scenes than in front of it for sure mm-hmm. and like these things we've been you know planning since January and of course as you get closer and then you know the event is out to the public and promoting and just like tying up loose ends that's when it gets the busiest you know when it mm-hmm of all needs to start coming together <laughs> at the same time so um yeah so it's just um yeah maybe just that you know I just you know I'm ready to get things done squared away so we can show I understand <laughs> I completely understand I feel like that's something I'm definitely working on now as a, a graduate student is time management because it's a matter of like one, prioritizing things that I know for sure I have to do, like going to class, having meetings, et cetera, et cetera. But then it's also trying to make time for relaxation, doing my meal prep, making sure I'm getting enough hours. And I know like you can't prioritize everything all at once, but I have noticed when I am being more efficient and keeping note and updating my calendar it takes a lot off of my shoulders versus just thinking, oh, yeah, girl, you gonna remember because I'll look up and I'm like, oh, damn, wait a minute. I got to do X, Y and Z by this day. I didn't even realize it because I didn't write it down. But that's something that I think as you get older, you just take that more into consideration. And like I said, being an entrepreneur, I can definitely see you being like, look, y'all, please value my time, please. And you brought up a good point with just making sure you meal prep because that is something that really falls to the side once I get into a busy season, like eating and working out. Mm. That, that's just something that has been so difficult for me to get back into or being consistent with just because I just, I have so much going on. And then when I'm finally asleep, I want to sleep in a little bit. More. I don't want to get up at 6 a.m. to go to the gym. So time management it's really important, but also knowing when to say, like, I'm also learning when to say I can't do something or I don't feel like, you know, going or Mm -hmm. um, no, I can't like assist with this project right now. So I think that's very important because I am, um, I love St. Louis. I love the community. I I always, and for a while, always like wanted to really, I feel like I was a part of a certain like community here and maybe even like why are certain people reaching out to me like to help do things or go to certain events or things like that because a lot of times I'm just kind of like in my group and not meaning I'm standoffish but I'm just that's where I'm comfortable and then I'm really in that space and like learning how to be like it's okay for me to be like no I can't do this I don't have the capacity to do this right now so 
um, that goes, that really goes hand in hand with time management for sure, for sure. Learning when to say no. Yeah. I 110% agree. And again, kudos to you because you're getting it done. Hey, you are getting it done. You are putting in the work. And I guess that'll lead us right in to the main segment, which is make it make sense. So you guys, as we mentioned before, Leslie is the founder of Frizzy by Nature, which hosts Frizz Fest, and it will be celebrating its sixth year on September 16th, 2023. And I feel like this is like not only a staple event in St. Louis, but I was also shocked to learn, you know, it's one of the only festivals in the Midwest that caters to the natural hair community and people from all over come and attend um and when I was doing my research I saw that you guys have experienced tremendous growth like you've seen more than like 3,000 guests and I thought it was even funny how like when you were mentioning um in prior interviews when you were first conceptualizing the idea you were like look I'm just happy if my friends and family show up but it's grown so much you received support from local and national leaders. And I saw even yesterday, you guys announced that you're going to have the uh, songwriter, actress, and like one of my faves, uh, Maya headline in the event. So I'm like, you know what? They, they are doing what needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are super excited. And I, um, it was funny because somebody I was doing an interview yesterday mm-hmm. and they mentioned you all are, you know, newer in the festival community or something and I had to correct like no we I'm like okay I just want to correct that because we the OG (laughs) (laughs) um especially for St. Louis Black Mm -hmm. um so and no we've been really been around for seven years um it's the sixth annual for Fritz because of COVID of course and even during that time we were still holding events that were on safer. We did um, walk the walk, which was a 5K run walk. Um, but yeah, we've been, we started from the ground up um, and it has been, everybody has been asking like, how do you feel? And I just, I feel like so like much gratitude. I feel blessed. Um, just even thinking about what, how I even came about the idea what space and time I was in my life at that point and where I am now is, um, you know, I believe in God. I know everybody believes in different things, but I, you know, definitely believe in God and um, my ancestors. And I just, um, I owe all of it to them. And I'm just blessed that I was, they, you know, gave me this responsibility. And then also kudos to myself and my sister and brother who are like, you know, my team for like putting the work because faith when I work is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really like, um, you know, I was given a vision. Um, I had people who love and supported me and believed in me more than I did at certain points. And um, that's really just, we took it and ran with it. And um, I think the um, thing that really showed me that it was an event that was purposeful and needed and necessary. And this was like, definitely like given to me was just how everything like falls into place um events are always hard I, we are in a we are in a space where now you know we know people are going to show up but we're still trying to grow obviously get 
more people and people from outside of St. Louis to come in. Um, but when you are in the early stages, just it's always that sense of anxiety or people going to show up <laughs> or when you're learning, like, oh my God, like we didn't have enough food trucks, you know, we didn't mm-hmm. have enough water. So I think that um, it is a blessing in disguise that we, you know, started from the ground because we got to really learn so much and make those mistakes without it making such a huge impact but a huge enough impact that we know how to learn and grow from it mm-hmm. and um it's great that around St. Louis we had do have all these wonderful festivals um black events um and a lot of those now those events have examples to learn from you know they mm-hmm. have already plays and they kind of can get like framework of what kind of do or even people to ask and we necessarily didn't have that. So it is, a, it's a, I, I am glad that we had, we got to learn that way. Cause I think also just a better opportunity to learn, but also just a better opportunity for us to just look back and be like, I know it's so much sweeter <laughs> knowing where you came from. So, um, yeah, I rambled. I don't know. No, no, no. Like, I I feel like you touched on a lot of different things that I had questions on, but I would love for you to even go back to the beginning because I know you mentioned like having this vision and kind of knowing where you want to go with it, but still trying to figure out so many different things and IDIs. Can you share more about what inspired you to create Frizzy by Nature and Frizz Fest? Yeah, um... So prior to, um, so I went to college, graduated, moved back home, worked at, you know, I was a retail manager, hated it. And I ended up moving to um, LA, mm-hmm. but like right before I graduated um, college, I went to a new beautician. She cut like so much of my hair off. I was getting relaxed at that point. But at that point is when I saw my natural curl pattern. So that started my natural hair journey mm-hmm. and um so I moved to LA and then I really got into working out and like fitness and taking care of myself and um while I was in LA my um grandmother and both of my aunts and my mother passed away in the stint of three years while I was wow yeah so I so when my mother passed away I went back I came home and um cut all my hair off (laughs) and like I had um it had grown I cut all my hair off and that was like my first well I guess second really big child but short taper cut and um so I did that rushed back to LA I guess like running away from the pain and and then a few months later my um last aunt passed away so I ended up just back home um so I was already kind of in the um and then when my mom passed away I had gained a lot of weight um so I started like this vegan journey Mm. so all in that extent I was you know physically losing the most important people in my life um going through a hair (laughs) crisis and journey and cutting it off and learning my textures and how to take care for and then um also really get into health and wellness too and so when I moved back home I moved back home with my brother my brother and sister-in-law and I think I just I had an idea and I was like I want to do an event where um you know 
just invite a few women, go to like brunch and talk about natural hair and everything that goes along with it, issues, products. And then like literally five minutes later, I'm like, no, let's do something. Like I want to do like a festival, like an outdoor event. Um, and that was um, just like thinking back, like how all those things I was going through, like all ties into what it is now. Mm-hmm. It, of like crazy to think about but I was just sad I was like sad you know depressed and you know I wasn't working at the time and um especially with my mom you know as black little black girls I've always dealt with low self-esteem low confidence Mm -hmm. always like really um, self-conscious about my weight and um, my mom would just you know, love me to death. Pour into you. Yeah, just pour into me so beautiful. Like my biggest cheerleader. And when I moved to LA, I'm like, I'm gonna get on, you know, I'm gonna get, I don't know, I didn't know how, but I'm gonna get rich to pay her bills. So you have to work. So a lot of my motivation and driving force for a lot of things was my mom. So without having her physically here, it's kind of, I didn't have a like sense of purpose or why Mm -hmm. I'm here. Like, what am I supposed to do now? I wasn't really passionate about anything at the time. So um, when I thought about Frizz Fest, I think, like, initially the thought was, like, I needed to do something, you know, I needed, like, to have something to just pour into and focus on, but then at the same time, I, I remember writing my bio um, for the site, and I really got deep into all that about toxic, abusive relationships, my mother passing away, and I had always been a private person, like, until my mom passed away, nobody probably had ever really seen me cry. Mm. And so once I did that, I started getting messages and like DMs and that like really showed me there's no, it's really um, stronger. It takes more courage and strength to be like vulnerable. And there's so many other people going through similar situations or like different things, or even as black women, all the things that we, we kind of like universally face kind of the same things on a daily normal basis. So it also turned into me kind of like, wanting to use what I was going through and this dream I was dreaming of to help other women too and Mm -hmm. that's literally what it is and what it's turned to and even more so because our main demographic and who we cater to are black women but we have black men black families we have other races ethnicities come out and show support so it has really like turned into a beautiful thing but then you got all these different people supporting and uplifting black women which is how it should be mm-hmm. um, from the get-go so that's really where it came from and um we just do that through a lot of ways in the festival just like supporting people and showing love to people and um bringing other people in to show and support and celebrate um all the beautiful blackness and people and artistry and talent that we have here in St. Louis so um that's really yeah that's how it turned into it now it's just like my baby like I love it so much and it is like watching a child grow up so but I mean it's beautiful to hear how you were able to kind of use that grief as like a fueler to not only seek in a way to transform and heal yourself but still pour into the community that you knew for sure you needed because like even you talking about 
black women and growing up as black girls you know the first people we look up to are our mothers because they're getting ready in the morning they're dressing themselves they're putting on makeup they're helping us put on our clothes do our hair so even that I feel like that's something that's definitely relatable um to all women but I feel like a majority of black women because even then I remember being a little girl with my mom like her doing my hair on Sunday and her kind of showing me little things like okay now we're gonna blow dry your hair now we're gonna twist it or even when I got to middle school or so and like I was like okay mama look I'm out of the pigtails phase I'm trying to be a preteen I'm trying to be cute so she started letting me go to the beauty shop and getting my hair flat ironed and getting braids in the summers and having my aunt's French braid my hair and things like that like I feel like that's a rite of passage for most black women yet at the same time like even though a lot of us grow in these households where we're poured into and loved and cared when we go out into the world we're still in these settings where we are the minority and people are like oh why does your hair look like that or why do you always have your hair braided so I feel like it relays back to this larger conversation of like what does beauty look like from a diversity standpoint? And there is no universal beauty, so to speak. We have to embrace what is unique to us. So I feel like your festival's entire mission is to encourage self-love and inspire that confidence in women. And whatever way, whatever way that means to you. And there's not, like you mentioned, there's no universal beauty standards. So, and I do, we do stress that it's not, specifically a natural hair festival isn't you know natural beauty whatever makes you feel beautiful and first of all it starts from the inside <laughs> so mm-hmm. take that and you know important to yourself and your health but also if you know wearing braids is it for you if wearing um lace front is it for you or you know extensions or natural or low cut or bald or if you're suffering from other hair issues, alopecia, like all that is beautiful. It really just is what, you know, what's inside first. And then make sure that whatever, however you're rocking, whatever, you like you take care of it, take care of it in the best way possible. Um, so it really is just it's for all people and we do have those resources that um because natural hair, um, the thing about that, it does tie into natural beauty because I think that or know that we've just been conditioned that certain hair just is unruly or, you know, is unprofessional or it doesn't, it looks a mess or unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Um, so rocking your natural hair kind of goes against all of that and like all the things that we've learned. And it is also embracing who you are naturally. Mm-hmm. It is your hair that grows from your body is part of your body, <laughs> you know, and it is you in your natural state. So I think it is, it does say a lot um, too, to just like embracing your, embracing who you are and, you know, learn to love that. And first, and if that ain't it for you, that's not the style you want to wear cool, but also not, um, not like catering to that self-hate because that is, mm-hmm. you know, form of that you know we can love ourselves for exactly who we are you know um so yeah that's that's that and then um yeah and then we just also just with 
black people in general, we have such like style, great style and just a swag about us and the way we move or dance or talk. And so we just want you to come like for this festival, embrace all of that. If you want to wear tie-dye and fringe and sequins every day because mm-hmm. you got a corporate job, like that's what you wear to fringe. Like come to fringe and wear all that, you know? So it really is just embracing whatever makes you feel beautiful um that's what we want people to you know come and experience at the festival and I mean that makes complete sense because even when you think about it like even on a larger systemic level the discrimination we face as black people being judged by our hair and you know you hear all of these like tragic stories about kids who have dreadlocks going to school and teachers disrespecting them by cutting their hair or trying to modify their hair or you go into these corporate settings and people are like oh well why does your hair look like this so it does speak to that thing of like how can I embrace who I am as a person as well as my appearance but also just like how can I carry myself out into the world with a level of confidence when people are consistently like putting me down so even for instance I got a chance to watch your interview on PBS shout out to Gabby Gabby is a friend of mine and also a guest on the podcast but how you all were even talking about the crown act and how there is legislation being passed so that people will not discriminate against people based on how they wear their hair and how they style it but a lot of states still aren't picking up on it so it's like oh my gosh people are on the ground doing the work but it still ties back to that larger systemic issue yeah for sure and um it's very unfortunate that we have to have you know laws in place like that but that's the that's just the world we're living in we do Mm -hmm. um so because we do we need to have you know we need to get it done because we should um protect ourselves you know at all costs and if you know, if the world isn't going to take us and embrace us and protect us as who, you know, who we are, then we, we need to do something about it make sure that those laws are, are in place for those, you know, biases. Um, just, I remember even, I went to private school, Lutheran school, you mm-hmm. know, all my life until college. And that, I just remember experiencing that. My brother played basketball and they made them all, they can wear braids. So, mm-hmm. uh, they're, you know, cut their hair, can be a certain length, they couldn't wear braids. So this has been happening way, you know, prior to. And um, yeah, it's tough and it's hard to where like if you're going to school or work, it's something that you have to face every day. But I think that is where a lot of that like self-love and confidence comes. Like it has to be strong. You know, you got to get it to a point where it's strong enough to fight all of that where you don't care as much what people say and I know that's you know harder said than done um I work mm-hmm. in corporate America I've been working in corporate America, corporate America for a long time and I just started getting to a point where the, from the first day I'm showing up you know with my afro out my curls out kinks out so they can know from the beginning this is me <laughs> you know yes, yes. like you know this time I'm showing up for work if I want to get braids I'm getting braids um mm-hmm. It's, I need to do things that make me comfortable, not not to make other people comfortable. So mm-hmm. you just got to, you know, you got to just show up 
as yourself. And-, and, it, and it definitely does, like you said, take time. Like you have to get comfortable with being the person to kind of stand out or kind of go against the grain and do what just feels true to you. Because I know one person I could even think of, I've been natural all my life, but my mom growing up, my mom had gotten perms. My great-grandmother was a um, stylist. So she would do her perms and do her hair for her. But then as my mom got older, she had developed like traction alopecia from said perms. And then she kind of went through the phase of, I'm going to do a big chop. I'm going to go natural. And she wore her hair really natural and curly for a long period. And as it grew out, she started to straighten it and she liked it, but she still was like, I don't know, still feeling a little insecure about this alopecia and she knew for a long time that she as she had gotten older she wanted a very low maintenance hairstyle so my mom took the pledge and got her sister locks and now she loves it because she's able to like style her hair as she sees fit but she it really took her like a journey of cutting dyeing styling to really see what felt true to her and at any point in time that definitely can change but like you said as black people there are already these biases put in place against us and these stereotypical notions of the hairstyles that we wear. So it's just a matter of, again, you have to do what speaks true to you. I know I'm a person who I dye my hair, I cut my hair, I want to get braids, I want to get clip-ins, I want to wear it straight. And I feel like at the end of the day, you still should be able to tap into that versatility. But like you said, not tap into it from the standpoint of self-hatred well if I don't do my hair like this then I'm not worthy or nobody's going to want to talk to me or men want to approach me like you should never think about it from that standpoint and I'm curious too since this is the sixth year of the festival how has it evolved over the past few years um well, first thing, because I'm saying this, because most people ask, what are you looking most forward to? And it's all my age, it's always going to be the people. People <laughs> like, <laughs> come out and it's just evolved, just the amount of people, the variety of people. We're having more men come out and show nice. up. Last year, that was like, um, the joke is like, men, we, men come out, you can find your wife. And now it's like, <laughs> girl, you might find your husband at Friends Fest or something. Hey. Like that. <laughs> You know, so it's just, just seeing a man come out, the, our, that's great. the kids, like we have grown the our youth zone to cater to kids more because it is a family-friendly event and we just see more and more families coming out, mm-hmm. little ones, which is a beautiful sight to see. And then again, we've had, I've seen people of all races start to show up. So mm-hmm. that's really like beautiful to see too, because again, everyone is welcome, but we need support from everybody else too. You know, so it all, we all work better. It all works when we are working together. So um, that's been a beautiful thing to see just the people. And like from all aspects, it, it has grown. Like from the first one, we, I don't know, we might have a dance team, but like now we have a stage, you know, we might have a little platform stage. Now we have the stage and we have so many great um, artists that are based in St. Louis to come out and perform. So we've increased that. I mentioned the youth zone, our vendors. Um, we'll have like close to 50 merchandise vendors this year. And that's the most that we've ever had. I think the first year was eight. <laughs> and um, food trucks, food vendors. Well, I think we have close to like 18 food vendors in total. I think the first one, we might have one food truck. So just in all aspects. And of course, 
Brie and Maya is like crazy. <laughs> so like, um, I was saying the other day, like if you, I would have never thought in my life I'd just be sitting on the Zoom talking to Maya, <laughs> like on our birthdays. And- but it's so fitting when you think about like Maya and who she is. Like she's somebody who you definitely see her transform over the years, and she's always been like very positive and uplifting and even talking about her own like health journey with being a vegan and prioritizing putting clean food and clean eating into her um just her overall regimen I feel like that's so inspiring to see this black woman who even throughout working in the entertainment industry which is a beast in itself still come out and be healthy and be whole um and even just kind of be like you know what my hair is my heritage I have to take care of myself I'm always going to prioritize myself and this is why I feel like other women should do the same and she's to ask that just I couldn't have thought like now there was no better option for our to, to bring our first arts and she was just so nice like every time I was like oh my gosh she's so nice she just <laughs> her her energy her vibe like air like I'm me like I'm I'm feel like I'm a super nice person you know (laughs) and she just so nice I didn't feel uncomfortable just her being open Mm -hmm. interviews and shout out frizz fest shout me out it's just she mentioned like she couldn't wait to like shout with our vendors that she's bringing friends so I'm just just amazing her talent who she is and then her energy it just all worked out so super like blessed and honored to have her come grace us at Frizz Fest this year for sure and see like you said it's beautiful to see when things like that truly align and just work together for the overall like the vision that you're putting out there and even the fact that you're just like oh my gosh like I'm receiving all this support but it's something that was genuine to you you know you wanted again to kind of build that community that you were essentially looking for during that time of grief and just figuring out different things along your life which I feel like that's something that everybody goes through we yeah. all go through those really tough periods or just those areas where it's almost like a dark cloud and you're kind of like you know how can I come out of this on the other side and I feel like that's what things like Frizz Fest were intended for is there anything else that you want to leave my listeners with before I let you go um no I I love y'all are you gonna say this I'm not in St. Louis currently um I've relocated I'm in upstate New York okay so uh, if you got any New York viewers, y'all can come down to St. Louis. It's a free yes. The festival is free. So anybody from all walks of life can come and join the festival. Um, it's a good time, good vibes, good energy, positive love, Black joy, Black boy joy, Black girl magic, all of that. I don't have much to say, but September 16th, Tyro Park, be there. Yes, you guys, like, like she said, be sure to come out in droves and support. I know a majority of my listeners are based in St. Louis. And one of my close friends actually was the one who recommended like, reach out to Leslie. I follow her. Like, she's so uplifting. She's so inspiring. And I was like, 
Wait, I have been a friend's best. Let me hear her up. So again, thank you so much for joining me. I will put all of the event details in the description for this episode. So you guys can go directly to the website, purchase your tickets to see Maya and everything else. But Leslie, it was so wonderful for you to have you join me. <laughs> Sydney, I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.